to the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward alongside Jeremy File. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, like the Facebook page, comment on the Facebook page, do the little hand clap uh, button uh, on Anchor, uh, comment, and do whatever you need to do, like, share, subscribe, all of that type of stuff. We got everything you need from Michigan to Michigan State. Football and basketball. We are skipping over the basketball part, the ACC Big Ten Challenge for the most part today. And we will be talking about the positive stuff that is happening in Ann Arbor, and that is Jim Harbaugh's first trip to Indianapolis. Uh, as Michigan takes on the Iowa Hawkeyes Saturday night for the Big Ten championship and you know these two teams uh iowa michigan they have a lot of similarities but there's some differences too um i think the popular consensus is that michigan's gonna walk away with this one that's kind of where i'm tipping i'll give you our my prediction later um but i think it can still be an interesting matchup no, there's no question it could be an interesting matchup. Iowa physically matches up against Michigan. And, and by the way, people forget so quickly, they were ranked number two in the country at one point this year. Uh, very good secondary, strong team, can run the football. The passing game has just not been very good. Uh, they have an issue with they don't know who they're going to quarterback. And when you watch them play against Wisconsin and, and you look at a couple other teams they play that were – physically matching up with them. Uh, they had so many struggles offensively, Tyler. Defensively, I don't think that's going to be the problem. I think Iowa's going to be able to uh, contain Michigan at times, and I think they might be able to even stop them at times. Um, and if Josh Gaddis doesn't open up the playbook, I think it will be a very, very close game. But I think the huge problem is – Iowa's offense is putrid at times. It just is so bad. If you look at the Wisconsin game, Tyler, they were so bad. I mean, it was just a nightmare. They gave up sacks. Uh, and give Wisconsin credit. That's a good defense. But the point is, Michigan has a lot of similarities to Wisconsin as well. And if they get after the quarterback the way Wisconsin did, that is not a running quarterback they have back there, whoever it is. So, um I uh, am excited for this game. I'm nervous about this game, but I think that Michigan has uh, a lot of advantages in some areas. Yeah, and uh, look, uh, let's uh, break down the running games first, uh, just because I think that's where both teams' strength is offensively. Hassan Haskins, all Big Ten. Obviously, uh, K-9 was the other running back. Um, who, by the way, him and Hutchinson, both finalists for the Maxwell Award. Um, Kenneth Walker, that is. But Haskins is uh, first-team All-Big Ten. Tyler Goodson was projected to be the best running back in the conference this year. Kind of falling off a little bit, but he's running behind a really strong offensive line. Yeah, you know, it's something that you have to worry about because Tyler Goodson has had a really good career at Iowa. They're always good up front. I mean, it's just a team that um, is loaded with future NFL tackles or guards, it seems like, every year. This Even if was, some of them turn out to be as crappy as Riley Reese, go on. <laughs> you know, it's like when you play these games, 
and you look at what Iowa was at one point, you say to yourself, man, if they play like that, though, we're going to have a ball game. Problem is with a lot of this stuff, and we've seen this many a times, is throughout the course of the season, certain things happen and become a hindrance to your football team. The problem with Iowa's football team is, is, is very simple. They only are really good when they run the ball well. When they run the ball really well, they're very tough because then it's play action. They got a boatload of tight ends, whether it's Nagiani, however you say it, Laporte, Laporta, I don't know. You know, I'm not a huge Iowa follower, but I'll just say this. Their tight ends are good. They got three of them always. They got a couple of good receivers. Charlie Jones is good. I think it's Tracy Jones is the other one that's been around forever. Um, they got some good receivers. It's not like there's a bunch of guys that, that can't run good routes out there. But the way they call their offense, it's a physical offense. They want to run either between the tackles or go stretch off tackle runs. You've seen it. Remember last year, Tyler, they killed Michigan State on it. And, you, you know, it's, it's one of those teams where if you don't match their physicality, they can push you around. And it, it's a worry. But the most impressive part of this Iowa team is their secondary and their special teams has been really good. <laughs> And it's opportunistic. And uh, Jim Harbaugh said it. This team doesn't make a ton of mistakes, even though in the Purdue game, they made a boatload of them, uh, four interceptions. But the problem is the quarterback, and they don't have a great passing game. But the strengths are special teams, secondary, and they do have a good running game. Yeah, that that offensive line, obviously anchored by – you know what, I – I knew I knew, I've known the name all year. Now that we're doing the show, it's kind of slipping. Linda Baum or Lindeman, um, the center who uh, look, he's in my money uh, the Remington Award winner uh, for best center in the nation. You know, you're anchored. You have a smart center, which is an extension of the quarterback when it comes to identifying the defense. I think that uh, having that there is a huge help, especially. And, you know, it, it's weird because his job's a little easier up the middle when it's the tackles who, uh, you know, they got the tasks. You know, they, they've got the issues in trying to stop Hutchinson and Ojabo. But, yeah, but they, Jordan they gets fought. excited every time he hears Ojabo. I mean, I think he, he gets excited. <laughs> but I, I just want to say this real quick about, about Iowa. This is what really worries me, Tyler. I think when you look at some of the struggles Michigan had this year, teams that had really good secondaries who were physical also. So you look at how Rutgers at that time, their secondary was playing good football. Yeah. And they were able to stop our run a little bit. And Josh Gaddis got out of his mind like he does. And these people, these coaches look at these films, Tyler, and go, ooh, I like this. I like that. You look at Nebraska, when they were able to use their tight ends, it really, really hurt Michigan because they have the big tight end. They got them free on linebackers a few times. They had some play actions. The difference is they have a running quarterback. But when you look at Penn State, very similar to Iowa, physical, really good defensive backs, um, wants to run. Iowa doesn't have a Jahan Dotson, clearly. But, you know, Penn State ran the ball pretty well on Michigan. Those are the games you look at and you go, oh, this thing could come down to the fourth quarter 
if Iowa executes the way those teams did. Because as great as Michigan has been at times this year and as great as last weekend's win was, this team has still some holes. And, you know, if Iowa can find those holes, you know, we're going to be sitting here going, oh, no, maybe this isn't Jim's year again. You know what I mean? And that's the worry. I'm never going to be fully confident until this thing's, you know, completely finished. And yeah. Iowa's a really good football team still in a lot of areas. So I, it's going to be a tough one. I'm just telling you that right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out in regards to how Cade McNamara handles this. Now, yeah, some, someone, I don't know if I was talking to you or if I was talking to somebody else. I think, no, you know what? It was on uh, the Flipside podcast this morning um, that I did uh, where we predict uh, – you know, we take three NFL games and, uh, you know, tell you where to put your money. Um, yeah. Obviously, when I do that show, our good friend Nate Moss is always a supporter and he's always throwing a the staff name out there. And uh, so we talk a little bit about what's going on. And he likened McNamara to a slightly lesser Kirk Cousins. Just in regards to his efficiency, he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, that type of stuff. The one thing that interests me is Kirk didn't make a lot of mistakes in college, but when it came time to play Iowa, he made a ton of mistakes. There's something about these game-managing quarterbacks and I don't, I don't know if we can fully call Cousins that the way he played at MSU, but I mean, obviously that's what he is in the NFL. But there's something about those types of quarterbacks that Iowa just beats up, and that, that, that's my concern for Michigan. Is can McNamara stay the Kate McNamara who I thought he's been all year, which is the starter for U of M football, who is the guy you know was going to make or break that se- the season for him. Well, I think he's not getting a lot of credit right now, and I'm going to kick myself in the face because, you know, clearly I was not a believer. Um, the last three games, he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, even with the interception against Ohio State, he made some great throws. He had the, the deep ball to Cornelius Johnson near the goal line, uh, a couple really good reads. That one he had to Cornelius Johnson for the first down earlier in the game was a great throw. Um he, he's been leading that team. We always knew he was a really good leader, and that's why they loved him. Uh, the, the guys love him. You know, he, he's the guy that they can get behind. Um, you know, he runs that offense well. There were so many things we talked about all year about him. But I'll tell you what, Tyler, he's had a couple nice throws that were really big throws. Penn State, he had a couple of them. Um, he makes the right reads. And as disciplined as Iowa is, uh, I, I believe that – Michigan's going to come into this game very confident at the receiver positions because they just threw on Ohio State. When yeah. you make a couple throws on Ohio State and you make a, add a couple wrinkles, uh, you got to be very confident. They got Roman Wilson loose twice. Um, and, and, you know, these receivers, the most underrated group on this football team is the wide receivers. Well, the reason yeah. why I like that is because the other groups are so darn good. But, but secondly – they don't get any credit because the running game's so good. Cornelius Johnson, you know, Roman Wilson, A.J. Henning, Mike Sainer is still, now Andrell Anthony, and Dalen Baldwin's had moments. 
Couple that with the tight end play they have. And by the way, they're all coming back next year with Ronnie Bell. Uh, it, it's it's a very underrated core of receivers or pass catchers. Yeah, still young. Starting to find them. Cade McNamara is making a few good throws. I think he's absolutely the key this weekend, Tyler, mm-hmm. to, to, to add to your point. He, he is the guy. It, he's going to be the reason this weekend. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more because I, I think Iowa can do enough to contain Hassan Haskins and Blake Corum. I think I think this is different than Ohio State. I think Corum's got the ability to be a burner against Iowa's defense um, and, you know, hit a home run or two. But I, I think they can contain Hassan Haskins. You're not going to be able to push them around like you did Ohio State. And uh, so – I absolutely agree. And then, obviously, I trust Michigan's defense to stop uh, Petrus or whoever's under center for Iowa. I think that uh, they just don't have the ability to get the ball downfield when when necessary. Um, Though you do have a couple playmakers on the outside, and you do have a – excuse me, a running threat in Tyler Goodson – I don't like the f- fact that they – I mean, they're, look, Iowa's not going to be able to move the ball at all. You know, they're going to need to break something on special teams, which Michigan's been good at lately. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've, they've been good all year, but, I mean, they've not been just that solid, consistent, whatever that Iowa's been all year. You know, and I, I think that that's the only difference. Michigan's had a moment or two where it's just like, really? But – I mean, it's again. It's not bad. They, like I said, they've been great all year. Um, it's just an not... all-around really good team, man. I mean, yeah. I think that people are not realizing. Yeah, you know, I, I think this is. Yeah, I think you you'll appreciate this too. I think Michigan is. You know, I can see why they don't get a little bit of credit because they haven't really won anything in a long time. But when you look back to this season when it's over whatever happens this weekend you look back and you say okay you know when they had those close wins like they did against Nebraska and then you look at the close win against Penn State and then you look at the close loss to Michigan State and then you look at the terrible second half against Rutgers you ask yourself you go man like is this team really that good that's what you're probably thinking well, when you really look at every single position group and you look at the three things that matter, which is what? Offense, defense, special teams. They're all solid. They're all mm-hmm. solid. They have a kicker who is great. They got oh, a punter who's really good. They got a punt returner who's really good. They got a kick returner group that's really good. They haven't given up many big plays on kickoffs. Um, they had a special teams crazy throwback pass for a touchdown. I mean, They've done just a lot of really, really good things everywhere, Tyler. It reminds me a lot of Michigan State when they were winning, and it wasn't always pretty, but you you could count on every single thing from that group. Defense, rushing the passer, secondary. Michigan's secondary has greatly improved. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just a play calling, you know, coordinators that have gotten better at it. Gaddis has been so much better than I thought he was going to be. He's improved finally. It's just a really solid football team. 
And, and I, it really reminds me of a lot of those Spartan teams that kind of just got it done, you know, and, you know, it wasn't always pretty and it even looked lackluster on offense, you know, 2015, kind of a little bit of that, you know what I mean? I mean, stud D linemen, you know, they not the same level of quarterback play, but just good all around. Right. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where they are. Maybe a little bit of 2013 with that power running game. Right. So I, it's, it's funny that we do this show, but Tyler, I see a lot of the similarities from Michigan state's championship teams to Michigan's this year. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of there with you, uh, though. I think 2015 Connor Cook was absolutely freaking incredible. Um, because that secondary was a little bit of an issue then. But other than that, yeah, I'm, I agree with you in full. Well, um, look at that Big Ten championship game. I mean, they they had to come down at the end to win it, you know, but they yeah. had just enough. Uh, like it was over a nine-minute drive or whatever. Yeah, yeah but, at, but at that point in the season, Connor Cook's shoulder was so jacked up. Like, <laughs> yeah. There was – I mean – he, he couldn't really do much, although he did have that uh, dime uh, to Aaron Burbridge on that big third down. But, yeah, that that, God, that game was fun. I'm going to go back and watch that. I might just go watch that last drive, just over nine minutes, just run, 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 run. And then everyone thought LJ Scott was going to be a stud, and he ended up being a turd. Well, um, I mean, you have to but, watch that because we're in it this year. You know, you got to go back to the past. So, you know, I just had to say that. But. You know, like the the bottom line is, look, championship teams have all the same type of things in common. The resolve, Michigan State always had the resolve. They got it done. They got screwed against no game. Bunch of calls, right? Should have probably still won the game. And, hey, all Michigan people wanted to talk about was calls, right? Well, they made up for that crap, and it wasn't the calls. It was, hey, you got to find a way to win. And, and look, that's why it's somewhat similar to 13, Tyler, where – that team had an opportunity to win a national championship and probably should have had the chance to win a national championship. This Michigan team has the opportunity to do what that 13 team could have probably done because the 13 team was better than the 15 team. They just were, they were a great team. And, and and I take that 2013 Michigan state team and I'm a Wolverine. I'll take that team against anybody. I mean, they were such a good group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, like I said, we'll we'll see how this shakes out. So here's the deal, Jeremy. You uh, called me at four thirty. You didn't send me a text letting me know we were doing this. So I didn't look at the spread for this game. What is it? Oh, you I, know, that? I think it's still at a isn't it ten and a half or eleven right now? I, I'm pretty sure. Whoa. I know it was ten and a half. Ten. I'm pretty sure. But oh, I okay. So so let's just roll with that number. Like I said, I've not, I've not looked it up. I've, I thought it was like at eight or something like that earlier, but um, yeah. So we'll we'll roll with we'll roll with that ten and a half, and uh, tell me who you got this weekend. Yeah, no, I think that that's a a great line to take because you know I think Iowa covers. You know, I I just do. I mean, I I think this thing is going to be a very very close game throughout. Um, I think Michigan will kind of pull away at that ten points, right? And I think Iowa might kick a field goal or they might score a touchdown. And that's what I think is going to happen, Tyler, is, is I think that Iowa is going to be, uh, you know, to cut it to like four points or something. 
And then I think Michigan's going to kick like a field goal to go back up seven. And then Michigan wins the game by a touchdown. Uh, and, and I'm going to go 31-24. Um, I just think Iowa is a really tough team to play against, you know. All the things that Michigan loves to do, Iowa can kind of combat that. And I think Iowa will just hang around and they'll make a couple big plays. And, and uh, you know, you're sitting here going, oh, my gosh, what the heck's going on here? And, uh, yeah, you know, I think it – it gets close. Michigan kicks a field goal. You know, they've been known to get down there and not punch it in. And then they they stop Iowa at the end, and it's a, a kneeling of the football. And Jim Harbaugh is a hero. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I think Iowa covers as well. I think they uh, – I think even if it's just one of those backdoor covers, like they scored late in the game, I feel like this is a game that Michigan should be in control of, but it's always going to be within striking distance at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, Michigan's going to lead by, like, 10 points, and Iowa's going to, you know, get a touchdown, then Michigan's going to get another field goal, and they're just going to find ways to just – stretch the game out in regards to uh, how close it is. And so that's uh, that's kind of where I'm headed at this. I I think it might be like 21 to 13 Iowa gets touched down late and if it looks and it looks like it's 24-20. Ooh, that was a barn burner. But it really wasn't the whole time at the same time. Yeah. It was still a game that could win either way. Tyler, I know that obviously I'm I'm pretty excited, clearly, because Michigan's in it, and I am not used to this. So I'll just say it. I'll admit it. I I think this is a very important game for Michigan to come out there and, and, and beat up Iowa. Like, as much as I know it probably won't happen, I think right now your confidence high. What you don't want is going backwards like you did against some teams this year in the conference, right? Like Rutgers, Northwestern, uh, Penn State offensively struggle, Wisconsin. This needs to be a game where Michigan comes out and thoroughly scores touchdowns like they did against Ohio State. And, and if they can win this game, um, you know, let's say they put up 40 or, or 38, 35, and they win like 38-17, 38-14 – I think that we're going to have a different conversation this next month about how realistic this team is to winning a national championship. I know that sounds crazy to people, but it's just not. It's not crazy to think of because when you beat down Iowa and Ohio State back-to-back like that, you're rolling into that month getting healthier and feeling very good about yourself. And you're also feeling like, what do we have to lose? No one expected this to happen. And all we got to do is get to that national championship and, and bring it on Bama or Georgia or whoever the heck it is. Um, and I think this is going to be a very interesting month if Michigan can thoroughly beat Iowa. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of right there with you, especially because it looks like that first matchup, whoever it is, if it's in Notre Dame or if it's Cincinnati, Michigan can definitely win that game. And then uh, – Obviously, uh, then it's just one game, and I mean anything can happen on that given night. So we just will imagine talk- Notre Dame winning it all somehow, some way with Brian Keller Kelly giving them the finger, and then Notre Dame. Can you imagine? Number one, you'd be happy and sad at the same time because you got to deal with all the crazies out there. But can you imagine Brian Kelly leaving like he did, and Notre Dame somehow getting in even? 
I yeah. find that hysterical. I, I really oh, that, do. That would be hilarious. But that, it would also be a little more hilarious because that would mean Iowa probably beat Michigan too. So, but yeah, uh, you would lo- wait if you had a choice. Oh, gosh, you know, do you want Notre Dame or Michigan? I want Notre Dame because I don't. I I don't know if Notre Dame can get past that. Uh, semifinal game, and I got, and I know that Michigan can, and yeah. uh, so I'm just more comfortable with Notre Dame losing. So I would take that. Um, well, go Hawkeyes for you, clearly, obviously. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll be back. We'll cover all of this uh, Sunday, maybe, uh, but uh, if not, we'll try to get to it by Monday or Tuesday. We'll try to get to it by Tuesday. Hey, maybe Jawan Howard can join you in practice today and work on some dig and recover and maybe stopping drives through you the know, lane. You uh, know, we, we got enough crap of our own to work on right now, all right? Yeah, well, he, oh, we do, too. You're, over- <laughs> you're, you're aware of that. You- all right, so. Jawan we'll, could like definitely said, we'll- join the practice. <laughs> but, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about uh, the Big Ten Championship on Monday. And, yeah. uh then we'll turn our attention to, you know, the playoff selections, potentially the bowl possibilities, and then we'll break down the uh, – then we'll break down uh, where both teams lie, and we'll start to get a little more into basketball. But uh, that does it for- basketball, sir. I got to give you that, sorry. But uh, that does it for us here on the Trouble with the Snap podcast. For Jeremy File, I'm Tyler Hayward.